And here we are. Welcome to War Dance Radio with my lovely co-host, Elisa. Elisa. Um, and I'm Eric. Um, we are going to talk about the Prids tonight. The Prids. The Prids. And uh, we're full of Froyo. Thank you, Adam. For the free Froyo. For the, he hooked you up. He really did. Yes. He really did. Yeah, it was good. Um, I must have done something right. It's the perks of being a teacher. Adam is uh, your, one of your former students, correct? Yes. Yeah. I always run into at local movie theaters and restaurants. Yeah. Well, I'm glad that Adam, Adam thank you for having that uh, Froyo gig right now because uh, we like we like that stuff. Yes, and, and we are quite full. And it, we and like satisfied. not paying for it. We like free. We like it free. Yeah. Okay. Um, all right. So so the Prids. Uh, this is a this is going to be good because it's a little break. Um, you know, we do lots of industrial, um, dark electro, post-punk, the gamut, right? It's not like a all one type of show, but, um, on this one, it is going to be all Pridge show, um, in honor of their 20th anniversary. That's, you know, that's a big deal. Anniversary show coming up in Portland. In Portland on Saturday. It's Saturday. October 3rd, yes. It is a week from tonight. Week from tonight. We're going to be in Portland. I'm super excited about. Um, and you scored us cheap flights. Cheap flights. Which is awesome. So we are going to be in Portland visiting my brother and, uh, and his girlfriend. And we're going we're gonna to hit that Pridge show, which is going to be super fun. Um, okay, so what do you... So in honor of that show, we're going to do a full-on... Full on, Prids history w- w- with us, you know, like uh, we don't we don't kind know. of a personal history of right. the Prids. We don't know them per se. Um, I mean, I follow them on Instagram and stuff like that, and uh, they're cool people, um, and the music obviously. So, um, but we're yeah, full on personal history of the Prids. So, what do you know about the Prids? I know that I like their moodiness. <laughs> <laughs> their moodiness. <laughs> Yeah, I know that I'm not particularly partial to one type of music. Uh, I like anything that evokes certain feelings, and I think the Prids uh, fall into that. Uh, definitely, definitely. They, I think they have an appeal for multiple types of audiences and types of people because they're not beholden to the mandates of a particular genre yeah although yeah. their music obviously has a particular sound it's it evokes a particular emotion or a set of emotions that i think can appeal to lots of different types of fans which we can say ab- about a lot of our favorite bands uh-huh. um i mean and and not only like legendary bands of course so i mean for us it's the cure obviously uh-huh. um i mean look around the studio you know cure stuff everywhere uh-huh. um but for lesser known bands i would say um murder by death comes to mind Mm -hmm. they're one of those bands that is like may not be you know world renowned or whatever but uh they have a very strong kind of cult following and it's one of those bands that like i'll listen to them 10 years down the road and there will be songs that still speak to me you know 
Um, and the Priz is like that. The Priz has become like that for me. Um, and uh, it's probably been... But you've never been able to see them live, no, right? No, I haven't. I haven't. So, so when did you first get into them and how? Okay, so I heard the Prids on NPR and I was in, I believe I was in your car. Which makes sense because I'm more of an NPR nerd. Yes, you are. And I will frequently leave my radio on our local 88.1, which I, yeah, I think it, is like the Northern LA County NPR yeah, affiliate. Yeah. yeah. I'm not sure if that's but the it's, same. But it's out of like uh, Santa Monica. It's out of Santa Monica College. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Is what they, is so, but yeah, it is the affiliate, 88.1. So any, anyhow, okay, so it was on 88.1. Um, first song I heard was Back Up Slow. And what always catches me in songs, I mean, you know this by the music I listen to, what always catches me is the bass line. So I heard this like incredible bass line, um, and it was heavy on the bass. And of course it had kind of like a, uh, kind of a post-punk thing and, you know, that resonates with us. But, um, it also had more of like this, like indie shoegaze thing. And that, that's how I actually described the Prids to people when we're talking about them. Like, oh, what kind of band are they, you know? It's always like, well, they're kind of like uh, indie shoegazy post-punk, you know? And it's like putting all those together, they're like the perfect combination of that because they're they're moody, like you said, but they're not like Sisters of Mercy moody. No. Um, and uh, on the shoegaze side, they, I mean, they're not full-on noise like, like you know, our one of our other favorite bands, Place to Bury Strangers. Uh-huh. They're not like... Uh, they're not so extremely shoegaze that they're they're way in that, but I mean they they're in that vein. Uh-huh. Um, but it's uh, there it's a nice combination of of the three of those, um, kind of like an indie sound with the the vocals, the male and female vocals. Yeah, which always catches my ear first. Mm-hmm. Anytime you and I are listening to the same bands, we tend to hear different things. Right. Your ear goes to the bass line or just in general rhythm. And my ear goes more to vocals and melody. Probably why I listen to more industrial. Uh-huh. Yeah. More electronic stuff. Yeah. And I tend to be really drawn to particular voices and right, right. lyrics and melodies and Yeah. Yeah. Well, okay, back so back to my story. Yes. <laughs> uh, I digress. I apologize. No, no, no. It's good. It's good. So um, NPR, so 88.1, Backup Slow comes on, which we're going to hear in a sec. Um, baseline jumps out at me, and I listened to the whole thing. And it was almost like one of those weird... I, I've only had very few moments like this where you almost have to pull the car over. You got to pull the car over and because mm-hmm. and, it's like I'm driving down a stupid mundane street that I always drive down, and it's always... You know, either I'm playing something from my own collection or it's background noise of whatever stupid radio station's on, right? Um, but this is one of those times where, like, the Prids, it's that's not background noise. It's not safe for you to be so emotionally stimulated while driving. <laughs> right. So I think I did pull, I pulled the car over and I let the song finish. It, it, I don't even, it's probably halfway through or whatever, but I let the song finish and kind of soaked it up. And, and I'm just like, oh, I, I hope, I remember distinctly remember thinking i hope they say who it is is that before shazam it was before shazam yeah 2008 i mean shazam was probably around but i mm-hmm. didn't you know i didn't have i didn't i wasn't shazamming everything um it was one of those things where i thought you know if the host had announced the band before before the song i'm gonna be shit out of luck i'm not gonna know who this is so 
um yeah so they were like hey and that was the prids with backup slow and right off the bat i'm like okay i'll, I'll be home in five minutes you know let's let's discover some more prids and that set me down a path of pretty much listening to everything they put out and uh buying everything they put out and consequently um finding out that they're from portland uh-huh. and uh my you know my brother lives in portland uh-huh. so um of course you know record store when you're a dj so i hit every record store in portland um and looking for i imagine they had a good selection well here's the thing i couldn't find any print stuff is it that they were so popular locally that all their stuff was selling or is it that i honestly keep it in stock i honestly don't know i know that oftentimes when we've gone to record stores in portland they don't always have what you're looking for because the industrial scene is not what it is here in L.A. Yeah, but... but so, but the Prids don't fall into that right. genre, and they are from Portland. You would think that it would be different. It was a while before I, I got my hands on a Prids hard copy. Mm-hmm. Um, I was I was all digital with Prids for a while. Um, but you know me. I like I like to have hard copies of stuff. Uh-huh. Um, so I, I was still kind of like, I'm, I'm going to get my hands... I'm going to get my hands on something, you know, so... We go to record stores. I'd look. Um, I'd always look in seven inches because you know I knew their discography, so I knew they were putting out seven inches, and they had put out a few. I mean, uh, one of my first hard copies of a print seven inch was uh, mm-hmm. the split with uh, Lookbook, and um, it was a single of, of a song they had released previously. But I think that uh, they put out that that release in like two thousand nine, two thousand ten, mm-hmm. something like that. Um, so I found I found it shortly thereafter. And I thought, I was like, this, uh, dude, I scored, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, and I found that at Jackpot Records. I hit the jackpot at, at jackpot, jackpot Records. Mm-hmm. And that's happened a few times, actually. So that was Jackpot when it was on, when it was downtown. Rest in peace. They're not downtown anymore. They have, uh, I think they're on the east side. Uh-huh. They, they had both locations, but I think now they're exclusively on the east side. So um, I found lots of good stuff at Jackpot. But yeah, I, I did. I hit the I hit the jackpot with that one. Um, but yeah, let's get into that song. We've, we talked enough, um, and we'll talk some more, but okay, here is, here are the Prids with Backup Slow.
Okay, so that was Back Up Slow off of Until the World is Beautiful from 2006. Um, and that was my that was my first my first Prid song. Um after Back Up Slow, after, you know, when I when I when I knew like okay, I, I have to know everything about this band. Um and you know me, I get really obsessive mm-hmm. about stuff like that. Yeah, um, geeky. Yeah, I geek out. I, I so, you know, there it was. I was I dove down the rabbit hole, right? So um when I started to learn more, I actually fell in love with Love Zero, which is I think it was the release prior to to uh until the world is beautiful, but it came out like three years before or something like that. And that's the album, like everything off of Love Zero uh-huh. is 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 the album that like I really I really liked. Um I like all their stuff, but Love Zero was the one that was like, man, this band, you know, I would listen to that front to back all the time. Uh-huh. Um, but uh, Back Up Slow was, is cool. I think it was cool that that was the first song. That was my first introduction to the band because it has ele- it has the elements that we were talking about before, like the, the indie shoegaze um, post-punk elements. But it has them kind of in, in like very strong... Um, very strong and yet very seamlessly integrated. Right, right. So strong as individual components, mm-hmm. but highlighting and complementing each other together. Exactly, like the rhythm section. I was really into the rhythm section, um, and then that bright, that bright kind of muddy but bright guitar, mm-hmm. um, and then the vocals. The vocals strike me as like kind of ironic because if you take just the vocal track out, it sounds like this right almost like a 50s or 60s happy type of you know male part female part right but then against the moodiness of the instrumentals it's uh, there's lots of nice contrast yeah yeah definitely um one thing i do like uh that i it's a continuous thing in certain songs um is like the falsetto Yes. You know, there's a lot of little things. There's another song we'll play in a minute where there's just some fal- falsetto on the, uh, on j- just not entire phrases or entire verses or anything, but they're like falsetto on keywords and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And, um, that's super cool to me. Um, and, uh, but yeah, that, that, that is a great song. That is a great song. That's, uh, the first song I heard still one of my favorites. Um, but leading into, or going, going back to, uh, to my my journey um with the prids going back to me discovering the prids and going to and and discovering love zero um going on going back to that album there was there were so many songs on that album like one after another i would listen to it you know and one after another i was like oh my god this song's great listen to the next track oh my god like this every song was just like hitting me like crazy so um what did you think of Back Up Slow? Um, well, we, we already... I might be a little bit of, like, a little too obsessed with, like, some 90s music, which I know that that's not even your taste, usually. Some of the bands that I still listen to from the 90s are not bands that, that you listen to all the time. And I don't know, it just strikes me that they still have elements of that 90s sound. You can tell that, yeah. that's, that that's where they started. Yeah. But it's, you know, it's not to be cliche about it, but it has sort of timeless appeal. Yeah. You can tell that that's their, those are their roots, but it's still relevant. Yeah. Their sound is still relevant. 
my 90s and your 90s were a little different. Yeah. <laughs> my 90s were like this weird mixture of electronic stuff because I, I mean, I was, I was DJing all throughout the 90s and we were in high school in the 90s. Um, but my, my 90s was, were all like ministry mm-hmm. and mixed with like, you know, too short. <laughs> yeah yeah you're ministry and too short and i was tori amos and the cranberries and nine inch nails yeah yeah yep definitely um so let's get into another track then um i do want to play i want to play something off love zero and i'm kind of picking favorites here because we don't have time to play an entire prids discography or else this thing would be four hours long which i totally don't mind but no one's gonna listen to that so um my favorite song off of Love Zero would have to be, oh my goodness, I thought I picked my favorite. And now I'm looking at the track listing and it's like, no, what? what's my favorite? I don't know. I'm all confused now. Yeah, it's like toppings on the Froyo. You can't just pick one. <laughs> it's, yeah. Oh, wow. This is kind of weird. I want to go with the title track, Love Zero. I really do. Uh-huh. Um, contact another I, dude, fuck it. I'm gonna pay. I'm gonna play three songs. Off. <laughs> I'm gonna play three fucking the songs. The trifecta. Off of, yeah, seriously. Um, so yeah. So uh, love zero contact and Yodar. So that those three, hands down. All right. There um, go. So first one. Uh, if you speak Spanish, it's Yorar. If you don't, it's uh, to cry. Yorar to cry. Um, so let's get into that. Oh, see. 
Okay, that was Yarar from the Prids. Uh, usually I try to like save the best for last or something, you know, uh, in like a corny way. Going all out right now. That was the best. Yeah. For me. Like that's my... You're going to say that after the next song too. Uh, yeah, I know. <laughs> <laughs> it's hard. It's hard for me to pick, you know. Uh-huh. It's hard for me to pick one. But honestly, if I had to pick one, that's it. That's it right there. That's mm-hmm. I've listened to that song so many fucking times mm-hmm. in over the over the last few years that like uh it i it, you know how i mean obviously we're we're music nerds so music for us is a soundtrack to our lives right i mean that's so that's the hallmark version of music but it's true um this is this song in particular has been applied to like so many scenarios so many things i have memories of very different uh occurrences very different scenarios in life but mm-hmm. i go back to this song Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm not sure why, like, I, I can't give you a definitive reason mm-hmm. why this is my song. Um, mm-hmm. but it's, it's, it's the whole feel. Like ever since I first heard it, like I said, I put on this, this record, I put on this, this album and one after another, the songs were just like better than the last one. Like, mm-hmm. oh my God. Um, but when, you know, this song in particular, just everything about it musically, it uh-huh. speaks to me um and then lyrically you know especially the last sentence you know 10 words for the word cry yeah um oh man just it <laughs> it strikes me re-listening to that song it strikes me that they're able to accomplish so much in three minutes right i the, i don't know i can't off the top of my head think of another song that that does that oftentimes if there's a song that hits you emotionally and it's sonically rich and then they take time to do a breakdown that takes you to a different place that takes time to develop that progression takes time to develop and sometimes those songs go on to like seven eight nine minutes it can become a little self-indulgent right um you know we like that stuff because we're music nerds but it's crazy that they're able to accomplish all that in three minutes it takes you to several different distinct places right within a span of a very short time frame yes and that breakdown at like the two minute mark Uh that for me is one of the best because it's so raw it's not like a it's i mean it 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 really it kind of like every instrument sort of tapers off and what's left is the kick what's left is is you know that rhythm Uh it's almost like a heartbeat uh-huh. Where everything else sort of stops, but you still have your heartbeat, um, and and then it just you know, there, there's a synth in that song, mm-hmm. um, which is beautiful. It's kind of it's kind of in the background, but it's simple. Yes, it's but it, but it's a you know it wouldn't be the same without it. No, it adds a great layer. Um, but yeah, that's my favorite. I picked my favorite, the second fucking song in, and I got my favorite. It's all downhill from here. That was you peaked. <laughs> you can't say that. You peaked too early. You can't say that. You can't <laughs> say that. It's definitely not downhill. Um, we got a couple more that are uh, amazing, equally amazing. But um, my personal favorite. There it goes. You are from the Prids. Let's do one more from that album. I said we were gonna do three, uh, but there's so much. There's so many other songs to get to. So <laughs> what? What is so funny? You just can't help yourself. <laughs> I'm excited. I'm excited. I have I devoted an, one an entire show to one band. Of, yes, no. you have. No, I haven't. So no, I'm, now you have. Yes. Well, now after this, yes. yes. But I mean, this is the band. You know, yes. I didn't do one about some of my other favorite bands, uh-huh. um, which we might in the future. Um, I feel like people would get tired of that, though. Not that we all one and a half of our listeners. 
I don't know how we got a half a listener, but all, you know, all maybe. It's like the average, you know, 2.6 children. and Yeah. So all one and a half of our listeners might get tired of, uh, of one band. So anyway, um, indulge me. Okay. All right. So one more track off of Love Zero. Um, let's, let's let you pick it. I know I'm for, I'm more familiar with this, with this album. Okay. There's the title track, Love Zero. There's a problem. There's contact. And, uh, I'm going to let you choose between the three. Uh, my vote's contact, but let's let you, I'll, I'll let you, I chose the last one. You chose, you choose this one. Well, I think the solution is the problem. Oh my goodness. Okay. Nice little play on words there from the English professor. Um, <laughs> okay. The problem. Teacher, don't be so highfalutin. <laughs> <laughs> the problem. So that was the problem by the Prids. All right. Um, Great song. I love that song. I think we both appreciate the slightly more aggressive guitar. Right. Ever right, so right, right. slightly. Yeah, it's a little more up tempo, and yeah, you're right. It's a little. It's a little more aggressive. Little. I would. I'd say aggressive um, in contrast to the to the more like atmospheric sound. Yes. On some tracks, it it's a little more aggressive. It's not. It's not aggressive like. Like, you know, it's not in your face aggressive. It's, right. um, it's more rhythmic. Uh -huh. It's more of like a driving, you know, driving is a good word. Yeah. Yeah. Very cool, though. Very good song. Um, 
that's another early song that I think you were saying that that might be the first. I think that was the first track of theirs that I ever heard. I can't remember distinctly when and where, but I, it just somewhere it feels like that was the first one I ever heard. Yeah, yeah. That was one of the early ones I remember. Um, probably second or third, where I, you know, after I heard Back Up Slow, mm-hmm. I went to the back catalog. Um, I always do that, though. I always go to, like, the the, next, the first release. Uh-huh. No matter where I discover a band, where in their history, uh-huh. I uh, go back to the first release. I have uh-huh. to. Um, I gotta, I have to know their journey, and I gotta get myself caught up. You know, yeah. if I if I discover a band late, you have to walk through right their progression exactly from beginning to right, most right, right. current. So, so yeah, the problem was probably like you. It was probably one of the earlier songs that I heard. Um, wonderful song, love it. Glad we chose it. Okay, so those were our two songs off of Love Zero. Um, that came out in two thousand three. That album, uh, Luminal Records. Um, funny thing about that album is that. A lot of people like Discogs or something like that. You know, they'll have it under. I think I read. What do we? What do we read? Goth rock. Goth rock. Goth rock. New wave. New wave. Yeah. So it's funny. That's an interesting combination. Right. Goth rock and new wave. Well, I mean, cockatoo twins. Uh huh. So yeah. Uh-huh. I mean, I, I I get it. I get it. Yeah, but then there are, I don't know. Goth rock has always been a strange label anyway. <laughs> I think yeah. goth, to refer to music, right? it has always felt a little uncomfortable to me because it, it feel, feels more fashion-based. Right, 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 yeah. Well, that, and there's always like that weird, uh, just genres in general are weird. Labels um, are weird. Labels are weird. But even so, like somebody, somebody will say, oh, you know, that's like that goth rock song. And to me, I'm like, no, that's a death rock song. Yes. And they're like, you know, people look at you stupid, like, what the fuck is death rock? And what's, and what's the difference, difference from goth, goth rock, rock? And why do you have to be such a prick? There is a difference, <laughs> goddammit. There is a difference. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, there's total difference. Um, but yeah, I, I wouldn't. I wouldn't describe them as goth rock. That would not be um, a description that comes to my mind. Right, right. Um, anyway, so uh, moving on, uh, we got to get something off of Duracraft. The Duracraft EP um, was even earlier than Love Zero. Duracraft EP came out, um, I think, 2000. 2000. Um, I don't I don't know. This, various releases, I don't know the hard releases, like what labels they're on or whatever, but um, Duracraft's a good one. Uh, I, I want to play the title track of this. So it's, uh, Durkraft has a couple long, longer songs too. Um, let's see. Memory Eyes is like over six minutes. Um, but let's go ahead and get into the, the title track. Sound good? Sound good. Let's do it. Okay.
Okay, so that was Duracraft. Another great song. Duracraft. Yet another. Um, what are your thoughts on Duracraft? Um, well, I think it was released a little bit after they relo relocated to Portland, right? Um, not that that's consequential, but... Yeah, I think you're right. I think you're mm -hmm. right. Um, sonically, uh, you hear the, you definitely hear like the Fugazi influence. I hear the the Sonic Youth influence. Yes. The loud, quiet, loud. Yeah. In a, it's really interesting because that's it's that punk sound of of playing with in your face, retreating in your face, retreating. However. It's much more introverted. The whole feel is more introverted and introspective. Yeah. And I appreciate I appreciate that added layer of complexity. I think part of that is uh, it primarily being an instrumental track. Uh, yeah, yeah. Um, the long intro. Right, the long intro. And then the kind of uh, devolution into uh, kind of a noise, you know, outro um, is very cool. Um, yeah, a lot of a lot of good elements of of what I like about the Prids. A lot of good elements on on that uh, on that release. Um, that's yeah. My, yeah the that... noise outro. You can hear that later in bands like A Place to Bury Strangers. Like yes, it just seems like you you can hear where certain bands right are drawing from. Which is cool because um, what's funny is. Uh, we love a, a place to bury strangers, obviously. Um, loudest show I've ever been to. Loudest, fuck, they were loud. Um, which was funny because, like, you you read that, you know, uh -huh. when, when you read reviews and you kind of like. But they don't tell you that you're gonna feel like you have been in a war zone because you like in movies when you see these people walking away from a bombing and literally their ears are ringing and someone's talking in their face and you can just see someone mouthing words but there's no sound coming out of their mouths that's what we were that's like. literally what it felt like walking out of a place of very strangers yeah. show that yeah. I, I i felt completely disoriented my my eardrums yeah were abused obliterated obliterated is yeah. a much better word yes yeah oliver fucked us up thanks oliver um no, thank you. Yeah, no, thank you, Oliver. <laughs> <laughs> it, that was amazing. That was crazy. But uh, yeah, back to the Prids. Let's focus on the Prids. Um, well, what's cool about about discovering about the Prids and reading and kind of, like I said, going down that rabbit hole is you, you get to see their influences that you already hear. Like we pointed out, Fugazi, um, Sonic Youth. Uh, you hear all the, those influences, but then you also get to see like, just like you pointed out, who, uh, who, who they influenced, uh -huh. um, who was influenced by them, um, which one of those bands is a place to bury strangers, and and they, there is a release. It's a it's kind of a, uh, I guess compilation, but I guess more of a tribute tribute to the Prids. Uh -huh. uh, place to bury strangers has a track on that um, where they're just covering Prid songs. Um, so uh, I don't think you and I have sat down and listened to no, listen no. to that one, but. Um, I've listened to it a bit, uh, quite a few times, but I think we should together and, you know, see. Geek out over it together. Yes. And you definitely see the uh, cross-pollinization of sound and influence um, on that, which is cool because you're like, it's always cool when you're into a certain band and you find out that they're into another band that you're into. Uh -huh. You know what I mean? And you're kind of like, oh, like my interests are, you know. We can bond over this mutual admiration. Yeah. 
exactly. Yeah. So um, that's a good thing. Um, so m- moving on to the um, to the first hard copy of any Prids release that I that I came across. Um, mentioned earlier that I scored the seven inch um, split with Lookbook, um, in in which the Prids did a break. Um, so that's a very cool song. Um, I play the shit out of, I play the shit out of that, uh, out of that seven inch. So I always try to, I guess I'm kind of like, I don't think I'm a hoarder, but I always get, I always get scared that my vinyl is going to wear out. You're mildly a hoarder. Oh, whatever. But I mean, it comes from being a DJ. Um, I used to buy doubles of everything yes. and I mean, it was just automatic, you know, especially like scratching records and stuff like that. You know, I'm into turntablism and stuff like that. So every time you, I'd go to DMC or Beat Nonstop, um, two copies uh-huh. all the time. Yeah. Automatic. Yeah. Um, and I still, that carries over into my vinyl buying nowadays. Yeah. Um, there's always that fear that like a couple years down the line, you're going to wear the shit out of your vinyl record and, you know, it's going to be like not playable and well and it's kind of fun i've seen you enjoy how worn some of your vinyl is as evidence of your love for that piece of vinyl right but then if you really want to hear the musician's intention then you go to the the unused version that you have as a backup and don't get me wrong I, i take care of my records but like you know you play them in different scenarios um I even I even have records that I won't play on a certain turntable that's set up with a certain cartridge because I know it's more for a certain application. Uh-huh. So like, yeah, I'll have like my everyday turntable where I throw on that record and yeah, you might hear more pops and clicks. It's probably weighted heavier uh-huh. um, and it's probably destroying the record. Um, it's evidence of your love. Like a jackass. But um, but yeah, then I'll have like, you know, the, the pristine version uh-huh. that I uh, that I play. Um, but yeah, so if there were two copies of the Prids lookbook split, I would have picked up both copies, but I only found one. So I take very good care of it, even though I play the shit out of it. It's in awesome condition. Good. So let's go ahead and hear, um, break. Break. All right.
was Break. Beautiful song. That uh, Obviously, we're not going chronologically. Um, mm-hmm. Break is uh, more recent. Mm-hmm. 2010? Um, something like that? Something like that. Yeah. I think, uh, I remember thinking um, that it was even later than that. Um, but no, I believe actually the split came out even before the album. Yes. Um, but that track's on the album. Um, Chronos and Classic, 2010. Um, we've speculated as to what that song might be about. Um, I don't know. Gives me all the feels. Well, it's clearly about a breakup or of saying sorts. goodbye to someone or something or some memory or some era. And while saying goodbye while not saying goodbye, there's a lot of holding on uh-huh. um, in one way or another, even if it's in a painful way. Um, but yeah, yeah, I think there's like a realization of of the break. But well, I watched the video recently. Yes, and the English teacher in me can't help but interpret symbolism. And, you know, they're holding picture frames, which are always symbolic of memories, holding memories, Yeah, yeah. you know. Um, and they go from old school picture frames to new school picture frames like iPod, I mean, iPads, you know. Oh, okay. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Or, you know, digital devices that hold memories. Right. Right. So there's simultaneously a progression of the technology that they're using to hold memories, but also a holding on mm-hmm. to whatever evidence of past relationships or right. feelings those pictures represent. So there is yeah, the, there's there's the tension of right. of progressing but holding on. Exactly. Yeah. There's definitely um, a a theme of progression uh-huh. there. Um, but yeah, great song. Uh-huh. Love that song. Um, I'm still on the hunt for the red vinyl copy of that LP of Chronos and Clastic. Uh-huh. So if you or anybody happens to run across, uh, a full length copy in red, uh, be sure that it has my name on it. Yeah. Okay. Um, what else are we going to listen to? Oh, the glow. How could I forget that? We have to play The Glow. Going back to um, 2006, back to Until the World is Beautiful, this is The Glow.
the glow um for me that's lyrically a very strong song very strong song probably i mean overall maybe my second favorite song like Uh that's number two you know um for what it invokes and stuff like that but when you i mean you read those lyrics um david's delivery on those lyrics hands down probably my favorite song that he sings um in delivery wise um i don't know what it is about it sounds more intense Right. On that song right. and in some others. And the lyrics, amazing. Go back, look that up. Go to the Prids website. Uh-huh. Look at the lyrics, the glow. Lots of light and dark imagery in yes. the lyrics. Yes. I've been inside your living daylight where life's okay. Great lyric. That one's interesting because it's your living daylight. It's not his. It's not him being okay. It's him experiencing what it might be like to be okay through someone else. Right, yeah. And then he says, I feel engineered wrong. That's such a strong line. Yes. I felt yeah. engineered wrong. Like he can't access the light on his own because there's something invariably wrong in yeah. the way he's been engineered. 
Very strong. Very strong. Powerful stuff. I love that song. That's a that, that's a great track. And that's a that's a good observation. That mm-hmm. that line is, you know, I've been here engineered wrong. Mm-hmm. I feel like that a lot. <laughs> <laughs> that's the music you listen to. Yeah, yeah. Okay. What um yeah, super powerful stuff. Um man. Do I have to go back and like recategorize what my favorites are? Your eyes got big. I know. <laughs> it's one of those like no, I thought that was my favorite. No, this is my favorite. Told you this would happen. I know. Okay. Well, we'll say that that like that's that's uh almost tied for first. Um, but we'll go ahead and bump it to second. Um man, it's hard to get better than that. But we are we're gonna truck on, we're gonna carry on. Um do you wanna say anything else about that track? I think we said enough. I, I, I think I'm just still sort of gazing in the power of it. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, well, let's take a let's take a moment to collect ourselves. Then, before we move on to another song, um, what, one cool thing about this band um, when I was when I was learning kind of where they came from, what their roots were, um, both sonically and like geographically, um, you do read that they were, uh, I believe, uh, started in Omaha, in Nebraska. Something like that? I, I don't know. You do read that they started in Omaha. Um, but, I mean, you know, go to, like, Wikipedia or whatever. Um, and it says that uh, they were friends with the faint. Oh. Yeah, who you and I are very I did not, familiar with. I did with. not know that. Yeah. yeah. So, and that's probably early on. Love the faint. Yeah. We've seen the faint many times. We've been longtime faint fans. Pretty much have every one of their releases, followed their journey. Mm-hmm. Um, man, have we been Faint fans for over 10 years? Very long time. I think it might be over 10 years. Yeah. Um, yeah, good stuff. So, again, same thing with Place to Bury Strangers. Mm-hmm. Same thing, like I was saying, mutual interest and stuff, you know. Mm-hmm. I had no idea, so I'm kind of reading along one day, blah, 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 blah. Yeah, they were friends mm-hmm. with the Faint. Oh, oh shit, cool. That's neat. Like, yeah, you definitely see that. Um, and then they moved from Omaha uh and then wound up in portland um and also one observation is when you see when you hear the later releases i don't hear a ton of synth like i do Hmm. off of um like say love zero yes um maybe i don't know what that's due to maybe they can uh maybe they can shed some light on that subject in a conversation one day but um yeah that's interesting um Mm -hmm. Not that not, not that I think that something's missing or anything, but, you know, it's just a different element. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, maybe it was the faint influence. I know they're really synthy. Maybe they uh, had a good hookup on a Nord lead or something. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay. Well, uh, I think we've collected our thoughts. So moving on, let's, uh, let's get into the next track. All right. So we are jumping around and we're going back now to glide screamer yeah that's off the ep um that same ep which had a a, a live version of duracraft which is that might have been the first time i heard duracraft was off of this ep it's uh it i think it's a four four song ep but uh, it goes it it closes out with with duracraft the live version of duracraft um which sounds amazing um and then you know, you go back and hear the album version, which is equally amazing in its own way. Um, but this uh, this song, the I guess the title title track to their EP on this one, Glide Screamer, um, is really cool. Uh, 
it's uh it's one of those ones that I, I go back and listen to often. It's a little strange that we're jumping around in the show because that's the opposite of what you said you do when you discover a band that you really want to be into. You want to hear them from their progression. Right. You know, from the beginning and then you see the and hear the progression. But yeah. it's also neat to get it all jumbled together. Yeah. I guess I guess this is more this is more the way that I listen to them now. Now, yeah. Right. Now that like, you're familiar with their progression, yeah. you go revisit based on what you want to hear in the moment. Exactly. Uh-huh. Based on what mood I'm in or based uh-huh. on like... Um, it, it's almost... I do this with a couple other bands. Not many, but I, the Prids is one of those bands where uh, you need to get your fill every, every now and again. There are certain bands that I'll forget about for a while, uh-huh. and then you'll hear a song somewhere in a club or something, and I'm like, oh, yeah, you know, I haven't heard that song in a while. Maybe I'll go home and listen to whatever, whatever, you know? Um, but for the Prids, there's like a conscious, like it's been a, it's been a, a month or two or whatever, uh-huh. and it's like, hmm, you know? It's almost kind of like, it's like food. A craving. I was just yeah. going to say that. It's like... It's like wow, we we have not had any really good vegan pizza, besides what we make at home, <laughs> you know. So and we and there's That's no a problem that needs to be remedied. There's whether no, it's vegan pizza or the prids. There's no sizzle pie here. Uh huh. So we do have that one pizza place. What's that? It's a pizza experience. Pizza experience, which is decent. Um, and then there's some, there's one other pizza place here that opened up that does like a vegan pizza or a vegan calzone or something. I think you're revealing that you are as much of a food nerd as you are a music nerd. Yeah. I don't like the term nerd on anything because I feel like that's overused. I think anybody that's into anything calls themselves a nerd. You know what I mean? I'm a, I'm a pizza nerd. It's like, that's the most popular food in the country. You're not a nerd. You just like pizza. I think that was a nerdy analysis of the word nerd. <laughs> okay. Anyway, I am a pizza enthusiast. Okay. Um, so yes. You very enthusiastically defended your position on the word nerd. Okay. <laughs> I'm a pizza enthusiast. There's no sizzle pie here, so I can't get pizza at two in the morning. Um, real quick, favorite slice at sizzle pie? Oh my goodness, Eric. What? <laughs> really? We're going to... Yeah, favorite slice of sizzle pie. I got mine. I got my top three. It's been a while for me, so I'll have to go back to sizzle pie when we go up there this next weekend, and okay. I'll, I'll have to remind myself, but you go ahead. Do you think I hype it up too much? Do you think it's not sizzle as... Sizzle pie? you think it's not as good as I think it is? It is as good as you think it is, but you get extra excited about pizza. Yeah. Well, I think it's like... I, in my head, I hype it up like, oh, heck yeah. And it, you know what? I'm, I'm not like that about like your typical Portland shit like voodoo donuts or whatever. Uh-huh. I'm not like that about... I think I did like my voodoo experience like years ago or whatever uh-huh. where you get like the cock and ball donut or whatever. Uh-huh. You know what I mean? Um, cream-filled cock and ball donut. Um, Is there any other way? <laughs> <laughs> definitely not. Um, but yeah, I, I, I don't know. Sizzle pie. Whether it's hyped, what are your top three slices? Whether it's hyped up or not, I I'm 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 down anytime anywhere. So it's probably top three slices. Um, definitely, uh, spiral tap just because caramelized onions. Why the fuck not? Okay, it's okay. bringing back memories. Yes, yes, yeah. that one's very good. Um, I actually tend to just kind of use that one 
as and couple it with other shit. Uh-huh. Um, so I'll take like whatever vegetarian or vegan pizza they have and I'll order a spiral tap and then I'll like smash them together in like a sandwich. So I'll have like a spiral tap slash whatever the uh-huh. other slice of the day is, you know, okay. and that's good. Um, my brother and I both uh, get excited when we see the uh, I think it's vegan angel of death. Okay. It's like the breakfast one. Uh-huh. It's got like, it's got like some soy scramble on it. You combine that with the spiral tap. Yeah. Again, why the fuck not? Caramelized onion. Okay. Um, but yeah, the vegan angel of death is, is an amazing slice. Um, no, no, that's not. I'm sorry. I'm wrong. I am wrong. I'm dead wrong. Okay. Sizzle pie people. People are gonna check me on that. I am dead wrong. Vegan Angel of Death is not the breakfast pizza. The breakfast pizza is Drugs Benedict. That's my three. That's my Drugs number three. Benedict. Drugs Benedict because, you know, obviously the eggs Benedict. So what's thing. the Vegan Angel of Death? I think that one has artichoke, actually. I don't know. Someone's going to have to fucking inform me about that. I just, I know the name and I know that I get it every time I see it. Uh-huh. Um, but that's, that's, that's one, two, three. Sprout Tap, Vegan Angel of Death, Drugs Benedict. And... There you have it. Uh, we're moving into Glide Screamer. Okay. Let's go.
Okay, that was Glide Screamer from the Prids off of their 2002 EP of the same name, Glide Screamer. Um, that was the title track, track number one. As I mentioned before, that 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 EP is a good EP. I I kind of off of that EP, uh, Glide Screamer obviously, and the Durcraft live version, my two favorite tracks. Um, listen to those quite frequently. Um, I know we said before, like you hear the difference in sound, and one of the cool things I like is the is like heavy on the synth and stuff uh-huh. um, in some of the earlier stuff, and you hear it here again. Again, this one was released in early 2000s, so uh-huh. you hear that. I don't know if they still have a synth, synth player, but yeah, um, we're embracing I, that synth element. At yeah, that point. yeah, um, very cool on that. Um, Production-wise, too, um, that flanger on the vocals, uh-huh. flanger, phaser, probably flanger. Um, very cool. I like how it's 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 subtle enough, but the layered and the distorted voices. Right, like they didn't just throw, they didn't throw flange over the whole track. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like uh, I I like how it comes in and out of the vocal mm-hmm. um but you like you know it's there you hear it's mm-hmm. there and it just adds that other element um i like that being being into production and sound design and stuff that I, I like that that effect uh-huh. on there um that definitely worked on that track uh-huh. um also the fact that the vocals are not front and center Mm-mm. on that song yeah i thought the same thing um it's a little bit more intentionally mysterious yes <laughs> yes no and no definitely intentionally mysterious um kind of, and another element that i'm going to go off of what you just said the intentionally mysterious her her vocal uh-huh. Estina's vocal is is in the background it's like like you said it's layered uh-huh. so i kind of hear instruments first then i hear like the flanged vocal the flanged male vocal and then uh-huh. the female vocal somewhere back there uh-huh. um is uh it's cool yeah yeah i like that i like that a lot um and the fact that it's a five minute song uh with a lot of uh instrumental elements um very good very cool i like it strong drums yeah which is kind of a trademark uh-huh. um but not like the not the rolling drums that you hear on some of the other stuff from that same era uh-huh. not like the 2003 ish um not like the almost like like uh pornography eric here yes you know what i mean like you'll hear you'll hear a lot of those rolling drums and stuff a lot of stuff like a lot of floor tom yeah um you won't i didn't hear too much of that no you know i heard a lot of snare on that um but yeah heavy on the drums good Mm -hmm. stuff i like that i like when we break down songs like this well good yeah not just thematic like i'm i'm totally into theme and I know you're into theme and you're into the lyricism. You're into, mm-hmm. you're into, um, I don't know, explain, tell me, tell me what you're into on a song. Uh, well, I mean, I suppose just from our conversation right now, I guess I'm into symbolism and lyricism and right. the intention, the intended purpose with the, you know, what the message is, what they're trying to communicate. But I also think that with music like this, you you should be careful not to do that too much because oftentimes there's not one definite meaning. Often, like the the fact that this had layered, what we were talking about the layered and the distorted vocals. There's there is not one intention with that. 
things are layered and distorted because you're you're meant to hear multiple things. You're meant to see multiple things. Yeah, I I totally get that. I get that. Like, I like that. You know, so I I yeah. While I do want to interpret, mm-hmm. you have to be careful not to give it a hard interpretation, a yeah. final interpretation. I think it's interesting when I talk to you when I talk to you about about things like this, um, especially on bands that we that we both like. Um, music that we both are into and a lot of times music that we listen to together. Uh Um, I like kind of breaking down what you're getting out of it or the things that you pick up, Mm -hmm. like what you pick up consciously or subconsciously, Mm -hmm. what your ear goes to Mm -hmm. and um, what you tend to kind of focus in on, whether Mm -hmm. it's lyricism or musicians, musicianship or Mm -hmm. whatever, you know, um, whether it's lyricism or, or the music, you know, um, I, I like to kind of figure out where, where you're coming from. For me, it's always it's always sound. It's always sound design. It's always kind of like the rhythm section first. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm, I always pay attention to drums, bass, um, production. I'm mm-hmm. big on production. And it doesn't mean that I'm big on like super polished, you know, it, you know, spend fucking 10 hours in the studio with every compressor and effect like, you know, like like Trent does. But. Well, I think this is our natural tendencies anyway, because like when you, for example, you have dabbled in visual imagery, art, visual right. arts, right, right, right? Yeah. And I have probably to a lesser extent, but I tend to draw faces or paint faces. Right. You tend to not go to the personality first. No, you I You draw other things, you paint other things, you create other images, right? Yeah. So I think that transfers into the way that we listen to music as well. Your ear goes to the technicalities, yeah. the instrumentation, um, how they, the production, right? My ear goes to, usually goes to the person behind the music, um, what their intention was, yeah. uh, the voice, you know, we, we start from different places. I right. mean, I, I have always, always gravitated more towards the person and the personality and you've gravitated more towards the technological aspects. Um, but you know, they're certainly not separate. They're, yeah. they have to come together. They come together. But yeah. I but think it's interesting that this band has both to offer. Yes. I really, very strongly has both sides to offer. Yeah. Yeah. And and I think on a song like this, it's not an overwhelming human presence. Like you said, you know, the the voice is distorted and it's um you know, it's filtered through the mechanics of Yeah, of that of that flanger. Exactly. So so that's saying something about mm-hmm. the human quality being overwhelmed by the machinery. Yeah. Um, and I, I think you like that. I do like that. Uh-huh. And I do like that song. Uh-huh. Um, okay, so we're kind of rounding it out. Um, what are we, like, five tracks in or something? Um, so I know, you know, we're trying to keep it concise. So, um, let's get, let's get, let's get another one in. Mm-hmm. Sounds good. Um, let's do something off of, um... 2004, let's do something off of Let It Go 7-inch, and let's do title track. Let it go. Let it go.
So, um, you know how, you know how something won't exist in your life and then all of a sudden it exists, you discover it and then you see it everywhere or it keeps popping up or whatever. Like the universe is, I don't know, the universe is making. You're getting cosmic now. (laughs) (laughs) Um, yeah, but you, you get what I'm saying, right? Yes. Okay. But... I don't think it's the universe. I think it's just at the forefront of your brain, so you happen to notice it more. You're correct. It's your confirmation bias. Yes. But yes, okay. Confirmation bias. So your confirmation bias is making, you're aware of everything, you know, that you weren't aware of before, um, weren't aware of before. So um, so I'm at work um, at that shitty job I used to have. Uh-huh. Um, actually, it was a good job for Which a while. Which one? <laughs> <laughs> exactly. <laughs> oh, that's horrible. So anyway, um, I was at work. This is probably 2012. Okay. Um, so I had been into this band for quite a while already. Um, 
so I guess it wasn't right after I discovered him. So I had been in this band for a few years. So 2012, I'm there. Um, we we are. It's a shop floor. You know, we're. It's a shop floor. We're doing manufacturing and stuff. It's fabricating and stuff like that. But you know, it's like a. It's all. It's all guys. You know, younger guys. Um, and we're playing music like we normally do. And of course, you know, at this job, everybody has a shitty has shitty taste in music. So you know in between like the typical shit uh so people are playing out their music and inflicting right. it on everyone pretty much yeah so i get locked in this little cold room we are doing fabrication i get locked in this little cold room with like four dudes that are like i don't know them well but eh, okay you guys are cool or whatever and we are nice enough to each other to where we give each other a go okay. on the on the radio you know you get your hour i get my hour you know Mm -hmm. So, um, mine comes along and I plug in and, uh, I do the prids and, um, this is after a guy named Rob Kremens. Good guy, Rob. He, uh, he was from Portland. He moved to, to Hatchapi, um, which, uh, if you don't know where that is, look that up. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Quite a change from Portland to Hatchapi in every way. Oh my goodness. Um, well anyway, I don't know. Rob found himself down, down our way. Um, from from Portland, um, and he was he was working at the company I was working for. Very nice guy. Um, he his hour was like full of Sonic Youth and Fugazi. Okay. Um, and uh, he had great music taste. Um, we got along real well. My hour comes up. Uh, I throw on the Prids right off the bat, mm-hmm. and he he kind of like perks up, you know, mm-hmm. and he almost kind of like he was just you know whoa what's going on here who's playing this you know what i mean and and he looks at me like kind of nodding and i'm like yeah prids you know you like the prids and he's like dude you know the prids and i'm like of course man like you know we have a lot of the same taste in music Mm -hmm. but yeah yeah i love this band man i'm all about this band so um he goes dude i i know these guys like you know i'm totally into the prids um and it was like the one and only time that i've met a prids fan out here (laughs) you know i mean we're from la but he had to be from portland yeah but he had to be from portland but but it's you know we're from la but we're also from northern la like north of la we have to drive to the clubs and stuff um Mm -hmm. so needless to say where i was working there weren't a whole lot of prids fans Mm -hmm. um but i met the one the dude from from portland that was totally into the prids we got locked in a room where we played the prids and we both had that moment of, holy shit, you like the Prids? Mm-hmm. Can't believe it. So do I. Um, so, yeah. I don't know. I don't know where I was going with this. I, I, Well, I don't know where you were going with it, but I think what I'm getting out of it is that music is a social filter. Right. It's a social filter. You sometimes quickly learn who you might have something in common with based on their mus- musical taste and it goes beyond musical taste it goes into um world view and all sorts of proclivities yeah right which is funny because he and i have a very similar worldview, uh-huh. and we were both kind of odd men out um, uh-huh. at that particular place of uh employment uh-huh. um but had you not discovered that common interest in music you might not have understood that so quickly right Mm -hmm. and i still keep i still keep in touch with rob he left that company he moved back to portland um 
he's been in Portland for back in Portland for a couple of years now. He, uh, he's got a great job up there. Um, and I hooked up with Rob when I was out there last time we went and got a drink. Um, and I'll probably see him again this weekend. So, you know what? I'm going to try to drag him to this nice. show. Nice. So that'll be kind of cool. Um, yeah, that'll be really cool. So shout out to him. Yeah. Shout out to Rob. Rob, you're my dude. Hopefully see you in a week. And thank you for, uh, being a weirdo in common with yes. Eric. <laughs> <laughs> yes, good guy. All right. So I'm looking forward to the show on Saturday. I am too, very much so. Yeah. Especially because I've never, well, both of us, right, have I've never seen not had eye. a chance to see no, them live. No. And I believe that that's always an important element of a band. Yeah. Um, as much as we live in a reproducible era... There's no such thing as being able to reproduce a live performance. Right, right. Um, well, I, I mean, I, I was actually scheduled to, to go see... So this is a postponed show. Um, or th- it was postponed. It, it was originally going to be a few months back. And then Mistina got sick. So um, I'm not going to go into too much about, you know, them personally or whatever. But... Mm-hmm. Um, she did get sick, and it was a big deal. And thankfully, she's um, she's doing much better. Um, so, yeah, that kind of a that that put a damper on things. And obviously, your health's more important than anything else. Uh-huh. Um, even a reunion show as important as important as that as as important as a reunion show is to fans and and to even them as a band. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, when something happens and you get sick and you're, it's it's serious. You know, mm-hmm. we're talking. You know long-term hospitalization type stuff not just not just the flu um Mm -hmm. when that stuff happens uh everything else takes a back seat um so i'm hoping that they got a lot of support i know that they had my support um i went up there i booked my flight anytime i can get a chance to go see my brother and go see portland you know that's our second home so i booked my flight um with this show in mind it was a thursday night gig i believe um at star maybe i don't know um, but it was a Thursday night gig and, uh, I was flying out, I was getting ready to fly out and then they postponed it. So mm-hmm. I thought, well, I got my flight already. I'm going to go. It's no big deal. You know what I mean? I ended up seeing something else. Um, uh, Michael product from product. Uh, he was out there. He was playing something that weekend. I forget. I think it might've been one of the, one of the electro, like the void stuff. Um, so I did catch a show, uh, but I missed the Pridge show. So I got to see my brother. I got to go to Lovecraft and catch uh, Michael Product doing something. So it was still a good weekend. But I think the whole weekend was kind of like I had fun out there and I tried to make the most of it. But the whole thing was kind of like it, it was a bummer. It was overshadowed. Well, I, I built it up so much. Yeah. I'm like, finally, you know, this is great. This is going to be awesome. And then this one we didn't even plan. Right, this one was I just... had opportunity to book a flight, and I said, hey, let's do it. And, I'm and like, then you found well, it was show. On, it, well, no, it was on my radar. I just didn't think that we'd be able to do it. Um, but it was on my radar. It was one of those things like, oh, man, they, they rescheduled, and I'm not going to be able to be there. You know what I mean? So I sort of I sort of blocked it out for that reason because cause I'm, I didn't want to, like, lament too much. You but know? as circumstance would have it. Yes. It worked out. Yeah. So I am so excited. Um, very glad she's doing well. Um, 
when we were up there last time, we went to Food Fight. And, uh, you know, we always have to go to Food Fight. So we went to Food Fight. We got our little snacks or whatever, spent our uh, hundred bucks on vegan jerky and vegan chocolate which is totally <laughs> worth it food fight i'm not i'm not talking shit i will i will gladly spend spend more money at food fight than i would at 7-eleven um but yeah so we went to food fight got all of our snacks we get up to the register and they had um like a little collection jar uh-huh. and it said you know for our friend uh mistina and and what she's going through and stuff like that so uh brett and i we we were very happy to uh to give to that cause so it was kind of one of those things like i said it was sort of looming my whole trip that weekend this whole scenario her getting sick the show being postponed it was like it was just there it was around and probably not for everybody but it was around for me because i was very cognizant of mm-hmm. of things so when that popped up it just kind of seemed like serendipitous and i i was happy to give to that cause nice so it is um it's I think we're I think we're nearing the end. We didn't talk too much about let it go. Oh, okay. So let it go. Um something unusual about that song. There's something unusual about that song for me. Um I think it's the the downward chord progression if that's what you want to call it, like the Okay, okay. It's almost a doom type of feel. Right, right. Uh, I, yeah, it, it's it's unu- it's a little unusual. And it, there's Well, it goes back and forth though because yeah. like I it, the first when it's heavy on the bass, like the intro is heavy uh-huh. on the bass, you know. Um and then it like it pops into like to like a major chord. Uh-huh. And you know, pops into a major chord and it has more of an upbeat feel. Uh-huh. Um and then there is there is that there, like you just like you said there is kind of that like downward know, spiral downward spiral of doom happy doom though yeah happy doom happy doom definitely yeah because because uh, everybody's dancing around but then but then at the end it really becomes more doomy <laughs> yeah uh at the very end it it kind of closes out the song in a much bigger way yeah 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 which uh, which they do a lot and I appreciate, uh-huh. you know, I appreciate all their endings. There's always different ways that they'll close out a song like that. Like the song we heard earlier, you know, mm-hmm. it, it kind of closed out with more of a everything blends to noise deal. Uh-huh. And then there's like abrupt endings, which are, which I really like. Uh-huh. Um, endings are really important, I think. Yeah. Conclusions of songs. Conclusions of songs. Conclusions of anything, really. Um, they do it well. The Prids, you guys do it well. You do it well. Um, so yeah, that's a good, that's a good observation on let it go though. Mm-hmm. I actually, I, I always heard that, mm-hmm. but I never really, I never really kind of picked that out and focused on it or whatever, but it's, that's cool. Yeah, mm-hmm. definitely. I, I can hear it. I can see it. Happy doom though. Happy doom. Happy doom. <laughs> um, <clears throat> okay. So thank you for going through all these. Thank you. Um, we're both excited. It was fun. Fun yes. conversation. If uh, if people are interested in this band or want to get to know this music a little more, uh, you can go. Prids have a great website. It's pretty comprehensive. It's got all their stuff. Um, and uh, I believe it's theprids.com. And then you can find um, Instagram. It's uh, underscore prids. Uh, 
at underscore prids for their Instagram um, to keep up on stuff. And uh, I, they also have, they're also on uh, Facebook. I believe it's just the prids Facebook fan page. Um, so definitely like that page, follow them, keep up on all their stuff. Um, just like me, kind of when I got into them, I would look every avenue I could to get their music. Uh, YouTube's a good one. A lot of people, I mean, there's great fan base. They have they have a good following. This isn't like some no-name band. This is They've been around for a long time, hence the 20-year anniversary. Um, and they have a loyal fan base. So um, there are people that put, <clears throat> put their music up there, celebrate it, um, live stuff. You know, somebody, um, somebody... One, on YouTube, I remember seeing a video of somebody that took a uh, took a video from like the merch booth or something, and uh, you know live re- live recordings aren't always of top notch quality, but uh, they're always kind of like one step closer to the real thing, even if there's a lot of interference. Yeah, and... yeah, yeah. Even like the dark, dingy lighting and kind of mm-hmm. the distorted clipping of the sound or whatever, it, it's still cool. It's still, you know, I like the live stuff. So, um, yeah, check those out. Go to YouTube, um, type in the Prids, and you'll get a bunch of stuff. You'll get a bunch of live videos. You'll get a bunch of tracks, um, a lot of the stuff we played here, and you'll see what albums they're on and stuff. Um, so, yeah, thank you very much for listening. And, uh, and thank you to the Prids. And thank you to the Prids. We'll see you guys next week. We'll see the Prids next week. Um, as far as the show, uh, we will resume to normal programming. We got some other cool stuff coming up. Uh, Youth Code's got a, an EP that they're putting out in a couple weeks. I just found that out. Um, I think, uh, let's see, it's still coming out on Deus Records. So definitely look for that. We'll try to get our hands on that and play that um, on the next show. Um, so there's a, little, there's a little taste of what we got going on. Um, right. Okay. That's bye for now. That's bye for now. War Dance Radio. War Dance Radio.